welcome to the Heart Centered Sales Leader Podcast, your one-stop shop for building client relationships, scaling your business, and ultimately growing your income. When you are looking for your next step in personal and financial growth, we've got you covered. With your host, number one international best-selling author and heart-centered sales expert, Connie Whitman. Welcome to the Heart-Centered Sales Leader Podcast on webtalkradio.net. Of course, I am your Heart-Centered Sales Leader and host, Connie Whitman. Thanks for joining us this week. Now, as you listen to the show, right, my, my guests and I are all about tips, strategies, and ideas for you to take, listen, and apply. For me, it's always about the application. That's where the magic happens, and that's where we could start to create better client interactions, grow our business, all of those things. So, of course, I have a free gift for you. If you go to my website, I have a free communication style assessment. It offers you a report that shares what your superpowers are, which are kind of cool to know. It also gives you a report on your lowest score or your blind spot, which, you know, guys, you know that know me. The blind spots are probably more important than the superpowers because we're shooting ourselves in the foot every day and we don't know why. So go to WhitmanAssos.com slash CSA for communication style assessment, my free gift to you. And hopefully that's yet another tool on your journey that you can use to grow, change your business, whatever it is you're looking to achieve. Last, my next big ask, of course, I'm very demanding. Um, if you guys are loving the show, please subscribe so you don't miss an epi- episode, whether YouTube or Apple Podcast or Stitcher or any of the other ones, and share with your peeps. Um, let's share some love. Let's share some great content. Um, we're in this together, so let's support each other. So again, I appreciate you tuning in every week, and I love having you here. Now, my motivational quote for today is by Hank Azaria, and Hank says... Literally, I see my writing as a transcription, a transcription of what I see, hear, think, and live. So do you feel like this whole landscape of sales has shifted, really in marketing, I think, has shifted greatly? It feels, I think, to generate greater interest, share our business information, and to get that that greater audience um, engagement. We need more digital marketing, or at least I feel like we have to show up more in that whole digital marketing space, right? So what are some of the maybe not so obvious resources out there that can help businesses, and I believe of all sizes, create interesting content so much more easily? So of course I have a guest for you today that we're going to talk just about that um, and helping you on that content creation journey. So my guest today is Eugene Fernandez, and Eugene is a growth manager, at, and the company he works for, it's called Podscribe. I actually personally use Podscribe and can't wait to share this amazing, amazing resource with all of you. So please help me welcome Eugene to the show. So Eugene, thanks for being on today. Thanks for having me, Connie. Yeah, I'm excited. Now, I was on Eugene's podcast, and we talked about Podscribe and how important it is and why it's such an amazing uh, resource. So, Eugene, let's start by what is Podscribe, and what do you actually do there? Like, you're my contact, right? So what do you do, and what is Podscribe? Sure. Well, Podscribe is a startup, and what we do in one sentence is we transcribe podcasts automatically. There are three things that separate us from other podcast transcription companies, um, one is that we we tap into a podcaster's RSS feed, which means that right after you publish your podcast, we will transcribe it automatically. And then 10 minutes later, you'll have an email in your inbox with the uh, HTML code so that you can embed your transcript 
on your website and um, the transcript itself. And that makes it really convenient. You don't need to spend time uploading it onto your onto a website and waiting for that. It just happens automatically. The second thing about Podscribe that makes us unique is that we have a embeddable transcript player. And this is great because when you embed it onto your website, it doesn't take too much space. And so if your listeners are looking through a transcript, they don't need to scroll and scroll and scroll. They can just go to it if they like and scroll past it if they don't. It's also great for SEO building. When you are speaking in a podcast, you are you're always um, speaking out lots of these keywords and Google uses keywords to help your website rank more highly. And if you add your transcripts to your website, then what Google will do is help your website rank more highly so that when people are looking for answers to questions that they might have, and if your transcript has one of those answers in it, then Google will direct the searcher to your website. So it's, it helps you gain more audience, uh, a bigger audience and more fans that way too. The last thing that we have that's unique at Podscribe is a all search widget. And what that lets you do is look through your entire backlog for every instance you've mentioned a particular word or phrase. Now, we've had a bunch of different uses for this. One of our clients uses it to see when he's spoken about a past topic because he's forgotten it. Another one has written a book using it. And someone else has using, used it to count how many times he has mentioned um, his sponsor's name because he takes a shot every time he mentions it. So the, the possibilities for using the all search widget are endless and you can have a lot of fun with it. But those three things are what make Podscribe unique as a transcript provider for podcasts. Yeah. And, and here's the thing, Eugene, there's so many uh, transcription resources out there and, and, you know, some are free and all of that, but I believe you get what you pay for. And for the subscription price, it, there's just so much value that literally the couple of hundred dollars becomes such an insignificant business, um, the return on the investment of time as well as money and the search engine optimization at this really nominal cost becomes a win-win-win for the business owner. And that's why after I met you, I know you, you were giggling with me because I was like, wait, wait, you could do that. Wait, wait, you could do that. I got super excited because I am, number one, not tech savvy, right? And I know a lot of business owners aren't. We know what we know. That doesn't mean that the technology is a natural thing for us or a natural fit. We know we have to be on the nat on the uh, digital realm and, and, and all of those platforms. That doesn't mean we understand the back end stuff. So that all of that automation and that access for me on the front end of I could go into a search, put a sponsor's name, and then do a screenshot so that I am supporting them as I committed to and all of those things. Simple, easy peasy, not a waste of my time. So the return on the time element, as well as the return on the investment for me was exponential and became a no brainer. How did you, um, how did you get this job? I'm curious as to your personal background, because you're very good at what you do. Like you were able to, and by the way, everyone, I am really tech not. So I was asking Eugene some questions and I saw you giggling at me, Eugene. I remember, <laughs> but he would be like, that's a great question. He never made me feel like, honey, you should know this, right? And, and you were really clear in showing me going step by step, doing videos for me, sending me links to educate me how to use Podscribe. So how the heck did you find this job? Right. So this was what happened. I found this job in September of 2020, I had just graduated university at the time. 
I was trying to find a remote job because the pandemic had shut down the entire country. I'm Canadian. I live in Canada, by the way. And so I was looking and looking, and I was part of this Slack group um, that this company called Crash had set up. And Crash is a organization that's trying to replace the cover letter and resume with a video along with a project. So when you're applying for a job, instead of sending in a cover letter and resume, you find the hiring manager or the CEO, you find their their email, and then you send them a cold email with a link to your crash profile, your crash pitch to them. And then you send them a video of yourself, three minutes, what your skills are, why you love the company, how it helps you. And then you make a project for them. So if this is a customer service position, then you do a little Q&A in Word, just emulating what you would be like in the actual job. And then you list the tech stack that you have. So if you're proficient at Skype and and WordPress and Twitter and so on. And then at the end, you have a call to action. So it's like you're running your job search like a sales pitch. And so they also have a community in this company, Crash, on Slack. And on that community, they post opportunities and Podscribe was one of those opportunities that they posted. So I got it through a connection of a connection. And of course, I pitched Pete and the rest is history. Yeah, and you're just such a great fit for it because you do have that tech background. So you you can, here's the cool thing, Eugene, that I found with you, right? And you working with me, you understood my questions and you were able to answer them in, 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 in a way I could understand, right? With, instead of giving me all this tech jargon, you were able to say, Khan, you would do X, Y, Z. Here's a video. Let me show you. Um, let me write that out for you step by step was exactly what I needed. And it's just such a great, um, great resource for me. You're a great resource for me beyond, but but you're laughing, but see, that's the customer service component and why I like Podscribe because these other services, yes, you could get it free and all that, but then you have a question and you're like, can it do that? I'm not really sure. Then you have to Google search it. I don't have time for that. I just don't. So for me, I just email Eugene, Eugene question. <laughs> and literally within, you know, a couple of hours, because we're a little bit of a time change, um, you know, Eugene gets back and, and not only does he respond with an answer, if it's a, a more detailed answer, you do like a little quick video or he get, does a Google link for me. So he does all of the legwork. That's part of that service. So to me, there's a tremendous value in that as well, that some of these other transcriptions company don't even have or offer. So again, another, see, it's funny, Eugene, because the value and podscribe in and of itself exponential unbelievable cool stuff right but then i have someone like you that you're just you're a delight to deal with as well that and 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 you know you're young eugene so here's the deal for people my age group or business owners in general you have these great technical or technological um different companies that you deal with but like if i have an issue with google there's nobody to call and so you're doing all of this research to find an answer and sometimes we don't even know the right questions to ask so that's why having someone like you to me tremendous value pete is a smart guy um to hire you because you're you're just a really you're really nice nice to deal with as well and and oh by the way super knowledgeable so you know again that win-win combination so pete did, did really smart um, for his business by hiring you. Um, t- 
you have a quick guy. Do you want to say something? I, yeah, I just wanted to say I do customer service. I answer emails. I try and be as helpful as possible. But along with the job, it's it's a very broad job with no specific things to do. Um, I'm basically responsible for growing the company, but I also run our Twitter page. I run our podcast. I, I answer emails. I set up sales calls on Zoom. Um, I access our database and use SQL. So it's a very broad job with a bunch of different things to do, but um, I, I love uh, answering emails and helping people and teaching them how to use the platform most effectively. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 a, it feels good, you know. It's it's one of those, you know, you get to help, and then you see their business grow, or them use it in a way that just makes it easy for the business owner to do X, Y, Z, whatever that is. That does it feels good. I, I it's that giving back component. Humans were were community minded people, so yeah. And just so you guys know, um, Eugene was referred to me by a colleague. So, you know, this whole referral network, you know me, I'm always, my, my people know this, um, Eugene, I'm always talking about networking and sharing contacts. And, um, and that's why I couldn't wait to have you on the show as well, because this is, it's an important resource. Now, how has your worldview changed as a consequence of this? You know, it's only since last year, right? Tw early, late 2020. How has your worldview changed, if at all, as a consequence of the sales work and the people you're dealing with and pod scribe in general. Right. Well, part of what I do at pod scribe is I send out email blasts and we have drip campaigns. So, you know, you send out the email and then three days later you ask if they've gotten the sample transcript yet. And then, uh, seven days after that, you ask if you haven't had, if they had any issues. And then 14 days after that, you say, are you no longer interested? And, when I first started out at Podscribe, I was shocked by how acceptable I guess that was. Because for me, I thought you only ask once, and if they don't respond, then you're not wanted. Like message loud and clear. But as I've done it over and over again, I've learned that some people are just simply busy, and so they don't have the time to respond, or they have forgotten about it, and they appreciate your response. Or they, or, or if you ask them multiple times, they might say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you for, for following up. I'm actually going to set up a time to chat with you. And then they'll become paying customers. So it suggests that persistence is very valuable as a salesperson. And it's something that I completely didn't expect. And now when I go through life, when I'm asking people questions, I find that if I am a bit more persistent, persistent, I will be able to, to get what I want. So an example of this was we set up a free trial with a SEO company and I had all of these great keywords and then my trial ended and I forgot to download all of the keywords. So I started chatting with their customer service representative and she said, no, we're not giving you the keywords. And then I said, I worked so hard on this. I, I spent so much time. She said, no, we're not giving you the keywords. I, I pushed even further. I was like, oh, but I, I only have one credit card. This isn't even on the company, blah, 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 blah. And then she gave it to me. She gave me an exception. She was like, here, here is the list. Uh, this isn't something that we do often, but here it is. And so one big thing that I've learned from sales that I will always appreciate for the rest of my life is how the audacity to email someone and to persist and to follow up with them can be really valuable. Um, even though it might 
even though you might end up with some people who find it annoying, it's just part of the cost of um, reaching out to the large numbers of people and following up with them. So, yeah, persistence. Brilliant. And, and here's, here's the, the, the sad truth, okay? Salespeople, business owners, we feel pushy. So what happens, me, my, my expertise is sales. So that lesson learned, my friend, is, is huge for you, Eugene, because here's the reality. Our attention span, because of social media, all the noise out there, we're always connected, always connected. So years ago, when I first started in sales, 39 years ago, the client needed to hear from you. It was five to eight times. And that could, we didn't have email. So that could be a face-to-face meeting a phone conversation, an email of an article, um, some type of, of propaganda or marketing material I would mail out, right? So it, a letter, all of that was considered a touch. So for people to connect with you over, and, and by the way, you didn't do that all in one day. It was over a period of time because you, the, the key thing with the follow-up, which your, your process that you described, it's extremely respectful. You're not badgering the person. You didn't respond. Why didn't you respond? Did you see my email yesterday? Do you want to do it? I need to know. That's obnoxious and, and you're just a jerk and nobody's going to do business with you. But when you have a respectful process in place of what that follow-up looks like, so it's just a gentle reminder for people because there is so much noise, you start to rise to the top because unfortunately, most businesses, most salespeople, now your sales is a piece of your job. It's not your only job, right? Because you have all those other things you have to do. So how easy is it for you to not do that follow-up? You're shooting yourself in the foot, right? So that one little, po- that, you know, 20% or 30% of your job, that persi- I call it in my world, my seventh step in my sales process is follow-up. I call it CPR follow-up. You know, CPR, you you keep the person alive <laughs> in your world. I know, I'm very dramatic. But the CPR is consistent, persistent, and here's the big word, respectful follow-up with your clients. Now, here's the reality, Eugene. That follow-up that you're doing, where years ago it was five to eight, now we're finding it's more like eight to 18 touches before the client will say, oh, yeah, you've been on my list. Oh, yeah, I forgot all about you. Oh, did I get emails from you? Because they're so busy, they delete, 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 or sometimes it just falls to the bottom that they don't even see our emails. But when they're ready, time and time and place, when they're ready, they see it. So sometimes that takes up to 18 touches, which could be, you said, like Zoom meeting, could be an email campaign where you drip it out three, four, five times. It could be six months later where you're having a special or you have a um, little marketing campaign going or a free trial. So all of those over that annual period could be 18 touches. And then people in that eight to 18 realm, all of a sudden, it's t- it, they, they heard it enough that they're like, oh, yeah, 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 I was interested in that. Consistent, persistent, respectful follow-up. And it sounds like you've really mastered that. So kudos to you. That's a really good um, life skill. And the thing about um, respectful, one important thing, the way that you avoid bashing someone and annoying them is by spe- like um, by timing your follow-up email so that there's space between it so that they've left your short-term memory, but perhaps not your long-term right. memory. The other thing that we do is we only send one sentence follow-up emails and it's always a no response. Um, the thing about uh, this is from um, Never Spit the Difference by Chris Voss, but what he suggests is that when you are in a negotiation, 
what you want to do is to get the person you're negotiating with to say no if you feel like they might be uncomfortable. And the reason for that is when you are being hounded by a salesperson, it always feels like they're, they're trying to get you to say yes, even though it's uh, a fake yes. It's like, are you interested in making $10 million? It's like, yes, I am, but I don't want to say yes to you. So if you try and get them to say no, um, do you want to, to lose money? They will both get the benefits of of saying no, which makes them feel more secure and pull back, while also helping them um, be guided to the destination that you want. So in our follow-up emails, what we ask is, did you have any issues checking out your sample transcript instead of, did you get the sample transcript? If we ask, did you have any issues, then the, the, the answer we want to elicit is a no. And then the next one after that is, um, have transcripts moved off of your radar? The other answer that we want to get for that is also no. And then the last one, are you no longer interested in transcripts, is also a no. Um, so, yeah, yeah. There are a whole bunch of different ways to be respectful when you are following up and being persistent. And I think that it is super key to be respectful when you are doing that. Yeah, and you just said something super important. I was on a speaking event at a summit, and my conversation was, for me, the unconscious conversation. By the way, with your friends, family, colleagues, work, clients, pros prospects, there's always an underlying unconscious conversation happening. And my communication style assessment that I started with, that it, that's a tool to help you be in control of that unconscious conversation. What you just described is the psychology, right, of the human, of how can we tap in and get them to buy in, right? There's an unconscious conversation going on. So through that email, that psychology of getting the nose, you get them to buy in in a respectful manner to say, hey, I like how they're, they don't even know it's happening, but they're like, oh, they care about me because they wanted to make sure I was able to get the transcription, not, oh, they're pushing me to buy the transcription. That little, and this is the thing I think most people don't understand and why we think sales is so pushy and icky. It's these subtle little, little things, like you just said, that the customer subconsciously thinks, oh, they really care that I was able to get in to the transcription versus, um, you know, are you still interested? So it's it's just that little subtle shift in that unconscious conversation. It's happening all the time with the client. So these are little tips, little hacks. And that was a great one that you just shared. So thank you for that as well. Um, yeah. See, we do a lot on my podcast, Eugene. <laughs> I love it. So what have been some of the most interesting ways that you've uh, seen the Podscribe users use the transcripts, right? I know you know how I use it, but what are some of the really cool ways people are kind of digging in? Yeah, I actually started the the company pods, podcast, which is called Podscribers, if you'd like to listen to it, um, because I wanted to find some of these cool ways that our clients had been using their transcripts so I could use them in sales calls to show people that you actually can use them this way. And real-life examples beat fake ones or hypotheticals 10 times out of 10. So it's always useful to have those. Um, I can think of a couple from the podcast. One is Heidi Snyderburn. She's a birth doula, and she wrote um, a book or a chapter in her book on giving birth, uh, vaginal births after C-sections, which are shortened to VBACs. 
And the way that she wrote that was she typed in VBAC into our all search widget. She found every instance of it showing up in her transcripts. She copied and pasted the text from the transcripts into a Word document. She edited that so that it made sense um, and was coherent. And then she already had the rough draft of her book there. So that was one super cool thing. And she detailed how she then self-published and, and how she got all of that done. That was one thing. Um, another cool thing that I saw was our first client, Jackie. She runs a um, organic gardening podcast, and many times she, ha she has a Facebook group as well. And to get into the Facebook group, you need to apply. And one of the questions is, do you have any questions about organic gardening? And someone might ask, um, oh, how do I get rid of aphids from my tomato plant? So when Jackie reads this, instead of trying to remember how you get rid of aphids, what she does is she uses the all search widget to go and find when a guest on her podcast has answered that question. And then she directs the questioner on Facebook to listen to that specific segment, or she just copies and pastes the answer into the Facebook message. So that's a super cool way of using your transcripts to build community and to help you answer questions. Um, a third way, um, well, it isn't exactly about using your transcripts, but we have Michael Garfield from the Santa Fe Institute. One thing that I saw him do, which was extremely cool, was outsource the editing of his transcripts. Um, AI transcripts are not 100% accurate. We find that as long as you get the keywords in, um, then Google will, will index them and help you on your site. So they're usually 90 to 95% accurate, but they're still skimmable and depending on your microphone quality, background noise, whether it's talking over, um, that helps the AI do better. But some people, uh, they would like to have it at 100% accuracy, which I respect. Um, and so what Michael Garfield did is he asked for volunteers. He asks for volunteers on his website, right above where he puts his transcripts. And then he says, email me if you would like to help um, edit these transcripts. So many people just email him. Um, he gives them a section of the transcript to edit, and then they send it back. And then when they are done editing the transcript, he bathes them in honor and glory by writing down their names right above the transcript. And it says something like machine generated with the help of Podscribe AI. Thanks to Caroline and Jenny for editing um, the transcripts for volunteering. And so that is also a great way to create community, to bring people together, and to help outsource the work that you might have if you want to get 100% accurate transcripts. Brilliant. Every one of them is brilliant. So uh, Eugene, the, the doula that did the, um, the C-section, when you shared that story, because you know my next book, that was one of the things for me that pushed me over the edge because I want to write a book, and, and not another book, right? I, I've written several, but I want to write another book. And this one, I want it to be from my, my podcast. And I really want to create that community and spotlight the other business owners who have been guests so that I can, you know, if somebody needs a leadership uh, resource or information, they could go to directly to that chapter and I could have the link to the podcast and I could have the link to, you know, Eugene so that people can reach out directly to. So this, it's all of this mutual support as a business owner that we can give each other and cross pollinate and all these other things. So that 
that's my next book. I really want it to be almost a collaboration where I spotlight other businesses. So when you said that, I'm like, what? I could put leadership in. And then every guest that I've had that talked about leadership. So think about uh, a new um, a new person in the industry, right? Or a new, new person working. And they really want to hone their leadership skills. They can read that chapter and they might have five different approaches of leadership that my five guests shared. And one of them might just really resonate and the other four might not. But I have it all as a one resource stop and shop that you can share that type of topic. But then, you know, there's there's various ways. A topic is a topic, but the approach to that topic or the solution within that topic can vary. So what's comfortable mm-hmm. for, you know, person A and person B could be drastically different. So I want to use that as a resource. So I was like, holy moly, that's just such an awesome uh, tool. The other thing I'll, I'll share with you, um, I recently hired a virtual assistant and she's a love. And so we were talking and she said, you know, what you, we could do, Connie, with the transcripts is I could go through each week and just take a couple of quotes from your guest, a couple of quotes from you, and I could post them on, you know, I could tweet them out and use and put the link to the show. Uh, but you're supporting again, your guests are supporting you. We could do a, a quote on LinkedIn. So again, it helps with that search engine optimization, but it's a quick read for people that little quick quote. And then if they're interested, here's the link, certainly go and listen to the show. I was like, yeah, let's, and again, it was something easy for me to hand off. She's now controlling that beautiful. And it's, it's easy because there's some really great content in a simple little quote, right? So, um, there's so many ways to use the resource. Um, and I'm still finding ways. Um, the other thing is your, your, uh, podcast is just called Podscribe. Podscribe birds. Birds, B-I-R-D-S. No, like just podscribers. People who use podscribe oh, are called podscribers. podscribers. Oh, I get it. Uh, yeah. Podscribers. So if you're a podscriber like me, um, really you should listen because those tips that Eugene just shared, um, again, people are a lot more creative than me, a lot more innovative. People see that content from just a different perspective that I might not see. And I could think, oh, that's an easy thing for me to implement. So I do recommend if you do have a podcast and you are looking to transcribe, connect with Eugene. I will give you his contact information in a minute. Uh, but also, um, again, listen to the Podscribers podcast. And I think you'll just find such valuable content in there as well. Eugene, you know, as a as a business owner or for a business owner, that level of content creation that's relevant, SEOable, right, where we can help with our SEO, our marketing generation, all of those things. This is just good, such a great resource that you can um, take it and then blast it out from multiple ways. I I was the last guest on uh, our podcast, Podscribers. Her name is Amanda Natividad, and she isn't a Podscriber, but she was telling me how for her content strategy, she tries to run as lean of a ship as possible. And when you are a podcaster, you are already creating so much content. You just need to find a way to transform it into um, digestible content for different platforms. Correct. And if you have a podcast, but you're still making more and more content for other platforms, you're really running yourself really hard when you could be saving yourself a lot of time and effort by repurposing the content that you have in your podcast, if you don't already do this already. And transcripts are one way to really help you do that quickly. 
Right, because you, the, the transcriptions, again, we're visual people, right? We're visual learners. So hearing the podcast is great. But then all of a sudden, when you see something, a quote will pop out or a word will pop out and you think, ooh, that's, that's a real good word or that's an intense word or wow, that's a relevant word, mental health, let's say, or something. So that you could pull out that quote easily or create a chapter around that particular topic. So the visual of seeing and reading, you can scan it fairly quickly. Um, um, is really important. So yeah, my VA, she looked at my most recent one and she sent me four quotes from the guests, four quotes from me. We went through them. I'm like, I like these, put them out there. You know where they should go, right? And then boop, she's running with that. And um, so she gets my approval, but she's doing all the legwork for me, which is huge. And now we're getting it out there. Again, this great content, these great quotes that people quick click that maybe helps them pause and think, oh, that's a, that's a good thought. Let me think about that for 30 seconds, right? Or, oh, let me implement that little habit um, that Connie mentioned in her quote that I can add to my you know, daily routine. We're out of time, but I have one more question for you. If people are, are doing the podcast or maybe not doing podcasts, I think everybody should be doing a podcast. It's just a great marketing tool. It builds the like, no trust factor super, super fast. You get to be you. You get to meet cool people like you. It's fun. It's a really fun way to have as a component of business. That's my opinion, everybody. So everybody, by the way, I'm always right. Just do the podcast. <laughs> teasing. But Eugene, for you, if you were going to give one or two tips to people who, let's say, are podcasting, what would be the uh, two easy peasy things that you think they should be doing with the transcripts? That's a good question. Hmm. One, one or two quick, quick, easy things that you think sure. are the easiest to implement. Well, for one, definitely try and post them as, 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 uh, everywhere as much as possible so you've got to let people know that you have the transcripts if you have them but you don't let people know then you might be missing out on a group of people who are deaf or hard of hearing who would love to listen and consume your content but just have no way to do that yeah. so if you have your transcripts make sure to let people know write a, a say a little message at the end of your podcast saying we have transcripts available on our website add a link to them in your description so that people know how to find it Add it to your Twitter page and, and LinkedIn page and all of those wherever you are sharing your podcast episode. So that's one thing widely let people know. Um, another one, I'm not sure. I, I would also say that it's also great to use your transcripts to write more in-depth show notes. Um, one thing that I like to do and what I did with Podscribers is I use the transcripts to create a table of contents with timestamps so that people who are rushed or who are looking for one specific thing from one specific guest or who want to come back and re-listen to something because it was just so memorable, um, writing a table of contents really helps them zip back to that five-minute clip where they last spoke about something. And transcripts help you do that because you don't have to re-listen to the episode. You can just read through the transcript, see and summarize what you've just read and then say like a one sentence. They spoke about this at minute five. So um, make sure as well to try and use your transcripts to, to write more in-depth show notes and to spread uh, knowledge of your transcript as far as possible. Yeah. It, again, you're right. You know, people who are deaf or blind, well, blinds, that wouldn't help. But if they're deaf, that's a great way for them to be able to digest this great content um, without, unless they have, 
well, I, I think I'm not sure you probably there's probably a hearing impaired screen. But what happens is I, I find that people can read faster than reading the the way someone speaks. Right. You can scan much quicker and read much quicker. So it's it's a, it's, it's better from a digesting the information um, perspective. Two great, uh, great ways to approach it. Go ahead. I forgot one other thing. Um, if you have transcripts, most transcript platforms will allow you to download your transcript as an SRT file. And what that can be um, used for is using is, is, what that can be used for is as subtitles on your YouTube video. And when YouTube sees that you have uploaded your own subtitles, it assumes that they're they're better than the ones that they auto generate, and then they'll give you they can give you a bump of like four percent in views. So that's something else that you should definitely try looking into if you have transcripts, using them as subtitles on YouTube. That's a great idea. Wow. Again, there's some, here's the deal, everybody. Eugene, it's like we've hit the tip of the iceberg within this young man. <laughs> Trust me, I, I reach out. To, I, I'm probably the biggest pain in the neck client that he ever signed up, but that's okay. He loves me and I love him. <laughs> I'm putting words in your mouth, Eugene. Not at all. You're uh, absolutely not. I uh, love not it. At all. I love it. It's a pleasure. So, uh, thank you so much. Same. It's a pleasure dealing with you. So everyone, please check out Podscribe, which is just podscribe.ai. It's not podscribe.com. So podscribe.ai. I will put that in the show notes. Additionally, if you have questions like I did before I did buy, I reached out to Eugene. He got on Zoom with me. He showed me a bunch of things. We had a really, really uh, great conversation. And by the end, it was a no-brainer to uh, to buy the service. So go to Eugene, E-U-G-E-N-E, at podscribe.ai. Reach out to him. Again, a delight to deal with. Um, your customer service is outstanding, Eugene. So thank you. But truly, as a client, I appreciate that because I, 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 don't, I have questions. You're the expert. I want an answer. I, I fire fast. So when I email you, I want an answer and you are a delight. You, your responsiveness is, is uh, bar none, one of the best I've dealt with. So again, guys, not only from the service is it outstanding, the customer service that Eugene and Pete and his team uh, just supplies is outstanding. Um, Eugene, thank you so much. I, I really hope that people um, use Podscribe because that was, uh, it, it's just a great resource and your information was amazing. So thank you for sharing your, your insight as well and those stories of how clients are using it. Um, that's how we, we learn to use it in, in a better, better uh, fashion and make our lives easier, hopefully every day. So thank you so much for that. My pleasure, Connie. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, always a pleasure hanging out with you too, kiddo. Um, and you guys, I hope you will join me weekly as we question, build, and discover together that no matter where you are in your business, I hope my guests, myself, our ideas, our tips, our strategies, our resources, or something that you can use to help bring you to that next level of income, next level of connectivity with your clients, next in level of uh, business success or business growth, whatever it is, I really do hope that we provide that context for you to learn and grow from. So thank you so much for joining and tuning in to the Heart Centered uh, Sales Leader Podcast with me, your Heart Centered Sales Leader and host Connie Whitman on Web Talk Radio. Net. I wish you all a wonderful week and I truly am honored to have you all on this journey of growth with me. And again, um, thank you uh, to my guest Eugene for being on and I do hope you all find value in the show. I'll see you guys next week. Thanks. Have a great one. You've been listening to the Heart Centered Sales Leader Podcast. 
Thanks for tuning in to hear Connie Whitman and her expert guests share tips, tools, and strategies that can be implemented immediately. Be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss a single episode. And while you're at it, please leave a rating and review and share it with your friends. Tune in every week for more exciting insights and strategies on increasing your business's ROI. And always remember, lead with heart and your sales will follow.